Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey everyone, it's the Awesome Cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter, live from the studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, ready this Tuesday evening to get awesome with you or whenever the heck you uh, listen in your ear holes to this show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, with us, uh, all from the, well, relatively greater Pittsburgh and Western PA areas tonight, there's some traveling happening here. First of all, uh, not too far away from Studio B, it is Chilla. Although maybe What's you should. Up? Maybe you should have. It should be Studio C for Chilla, or I get Studio C. Studio. But then what are we? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for Studio B when Studio B is not this, around? This is a problem we need to work out. Chilla, John <laughs> Chilla joining us at Chilla on the Twitters. He's our gadget extraordinaire. Uh, that uh, you are. That's that's what you do. <laughs> That's what I do. I play with toys. I forget what is your official title there. Like I was like, oh, he's a gadget guy for for a big company. Like, so I am a what's considered a product manager. Oh, um, that sounds for, important. With a concentration in mobility and unified communications and collaboration. That's a really so, fancy way to say I get to play yeah. with fancy toys. So, so what that actually means is I align the needs of businesses with technology roadmaps and if if something is needed that's not on a roadmap or not available today i try to figure out how to make that work um from and typically in a mobile in a mobile manner right now i'm working on some file synchronization and sharing um tools and when it comes to that kind of stuff um yeah so that's kind of what i do there you go. There you go. Get a little more context to that. That's where it's coming from. Uh, and also joining us from, I believe you're in Newcastle, PA, this evening sure. from the official yeah. Studio C for Cat. Of course, now there's not a cat in the shot. Oh, there's a cat. There, there will be a event. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Katie Dude is. She is the uh, social She's media Katie. extraordinaire uh, in the, the area. Cat extraordinaire. <laughs> cat extraordinaire and cat professional. Um, uh, with it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not a cat official anymore, sorry. Nope, nope. Um, hi, guys. Hi, how you doing? Now, you've been traveling a good bit. Yeah, I was uh, in New York. I'll be here for a day. Then I'll be in Gettysburg later this week. And, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And we'll talk about a little bit of a gadgetry we, we kind of played with in Oil City here over the weekend in a little bit as well. But this is your awesome cast. Check your mic. You got a little low after that whatever the heck happened over there. So. Oh, I was attacked by a cat. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, is that better? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where, what mic is actually coming through there. But anyways, this is the AwesomeCast 274. You can check out everything on AwesomeCast.net. Uh, you can drop us a line to AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com for the email. Or uh, at AwesomeCast on the Twitter and Facebook as well. And uh, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and Daily Motion on a bunch of clips and parts of the show all over the place there. You can listen to us. You can watch us on your TV. Uh, D- Doug Durda actually just hit up that uh, 
that that uh, that that he's been apparently listening. Uh, well, he's usually watching us on Chromecast. I know. I know he sent a mm-hmm. screenshot of us while we were setting up here. So thank you everybody for for checking out on there. And uh, and of course, thank you everybody supporting us on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/SorgatronMedia. Our friends over at this will see uh, business development contributing to the show uh, and the Michael Fedor show at Michael Fedor show on the Twitters uh, contributing to us. And uh, guys, your business cards are on the way. Uh, at least from the printers. Uh, so they're on the executive producer level, and they're going to be getting some business cards. Katie, I think you you got a glimpse at them the other night, right? Oh, oh yeah, yep. they're sweet. <laughs> oh, they're real nice. Awesome. Uh, so you guys can go check that out. And, of course, join us here live every Tuesday around 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you cut it in a little early, we may be doing our interviews for Awesome Chat Live or uh, or even replaying that or some other shows from the area as well. And we have a live chat room going on. And we have a picture from Chilla of your setup over there. Oh, that's yeah, sorry for some weird reason it turned it it turned it to the side. It gets kind of weird. Did you do it? Did you do it from the phone? Yeah, I did it from the phone, and I, it actually is cor- like right side up when I copied the image to my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, something but when I something happens with orientation in certain programs, especially when they're coming for straight from the phone, especially through websites, and it doesn't seem to keep that. Like if you if you know you held the phone this way, but it still sees it as you know the normal sideways. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but you, so so we were kind of commenting before the show. I, this is like a weird sideways uh, awesome thing, I guess. Uh, but you, you you you're in a cabinet, it seems, of some sort, right? Yeah. So I have I have it's a it's a pretty much a computer desk in a cabinet, mm-hmm. and so when I leave the room, I can push everything in um you were talking about the monitor being kind of in a cove it's it's pushed back yeah, into the I, cabinet yeah i could see um, kind of like the ceiling of where you're at uh there and we can actually see when we're on the wide shot the door apparently so uh that's yeah, what it looks like door. so there you go and uh well either on the wide shot there's the door right there if you guys are on video so interesting so this is a recent kind of reconfiguration for you huh yes pretty much i took it a an, an area of the room that was probably about seven feet wide and mm. crammed everything into about three and a half feet. Um, and I put computers on switchers, so I only am down to one monitor. I like that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I completely compacted my workspace. Although I, I like this this mesh of uh, cords going on up here, and then you got a, I love the light bar that's going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, see, you guys see on video how well lit he is here, and it's just kind of bouncing from inside his thing so uh yeah i'm gonna I'm, i actually just picked up that light bar two weeks ago or three weeks ago um and i'm actually gonna mount that up in there but i gotta figure out a way to continue to bounce it because if i put it directly on me it's way too harsh mm-hmm. awesome well show since i'm on you anyways what's your awesome thing of the week here real quick do you know can so if if you have the new apple tv and with the youtube app can you watch us live on Apple TV? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I'll have to try that. I, I, okay. I'd, I'd imagine if with a newer YouTube app, you'd be able to find it, but you'd have to find it on YouTube. So, But I guess if you subscribe to us, it should come up. But if up. you're a subscriber, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I haven't tried a YouTube app on any platform for a while. And last I knew, they're usually fairly behind the curve. It'll be interesting, though, because with the App Store, it'll be constantly updating. But Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give For that a, a whirl. Um, so my awesome thing of the week is 
is number sync from AT&T. And this is a new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're starting to build this into a multitude of devices. And what number sync is, is it allows you to take your cell phone number and sync it across multiple devices. Um, obviously, the device has to be number sync capable. But AT&T is starting to announce um, multiple devices um, that will support number sync. And what it does is it, it allows you to not only sync a phone number across multiple devices that have a SIM card for making a phone call, you can also sync that number um, across multiple non-cellular enabled devices like a laptop. Um, I, they're starting this with some of their watches. I think the, the LG Urbane and the Samsung, one of the Samsung watches. Um, but in one of the new iOS betas, 9.2 beta 2, um, they've started to allow you to use number sync with a with your Mac. And I thought this was pretty cool for a number of reasons. But and people are probably pretty familiar if you run Mac OS um, and you use your iOS device, your iOS phone, um, with your Mac, you can take and, and make calls on your laptop or desktop um, as long as your phone is on the same Wi-Fi network. Now they're kind of taking that out of the equation and they're saying if you want to make or take phone calls on your laptop, even with your phone not on the same Wi-Fi network, or say you're on a Wi-Fi network where you're where it's a corporate network or something like uh, Starbucks or whatever, where the phone may not be allowed to talk across the network to other devices like the computer, um, you'll still be able to make and take those calls. So I, I thought this was a was a very cool technology. Um, I'm finding more and more I want to be able to either remote control my phone because I don't feel like, and this is just an extension of having the watch, right? I find that I don't even want to reach over to pick up the phone to send a text message. I don't want to have to reach over to the phone to dial it or to make a phone call. Um, Kind of extending the phone capabilities to the computer seems to be a, a, a next step for me, almost just like glancing down at my watch to see the notification. Um, now I can glance at my watch to see what the text message said and jump into iMessage or jump into to whatever um, to either make a call or, or respond to a text. So, so I think I think this is kind of a neat neat step in the in the right direction. Um, the enrollment process is pretty simple. Um, you pretty much tap a few things on the device um, and then you get some pop-ups um, on your computer that then allow you to to, to turn on a key, the, this feature as well on the PC. That's awesome. And you have, and you have to, you do the nice thing too, that I like about this. Um, not only do you have to enable it on the device, but then you have to allow each individual device. Um, so it's not like you enable this and then people can start adding your phone number to across all kinds of devices. Um, you can kind of turn it off at any time on, on any specific device. Awesome. This is going to be very, very helpful to me, <laughs> to be honest, because um, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, and, and, and I don't know, Katie, if you've noticed as well, because I think I think you have the, you have the same service as me. Um, um, uh, service is really rough at my office, and uh, okay. right on top of, right up in Allentown. And uh, I, like, 
completely horrible. Like I was embarrassed because I was on a business call and they couldn't talk to me basically. And I had to figure something out like right then. So I was trying to use a Google voice number and everything. So I've been having, I've been like, Hey, text me when you want to call me so I can call (laughs) you on Google voice. Cause if they call me on my Google voice number, it doesn't always ring to the device I want to use. I'll get mm-hmm. stuck like speaker phoning on my iPad awkwardly in the middle of a crowd <laughs> uh, crowd working place. So this is going to be a lot easier if it comes through because if it does this number sync, like so, then is is this specifically so they can dial my number and it comes up on my computer or yes? But is it also can I do regular calling with my regular number on the Wi-Fi on my phone? Yes. All the, All the so above. All the above. So Wi-Fi calling is also something they're 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 rolling out, and I think that actually started with the six, and I think that the six S has it. I think the six will get it. I'm not sure about the five and the five S, but so so the the ability to use your phone and make a call over Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi calling. Um, that's something they're also rolling out. Number Sync is the technology that allows you to take your phone number. And kind of mirror it across multiple devices right. and take and make phone calls. So think about it. And, and to me, this is where they they were trying to solve the battery life problem of putting a cellular chip in a in a watch, right? Um, whether it be in an Apple Watch or a Galaxy Gear watch or whatever watch, right? And the devices with the cellular connectivity just don't get the battery life and they're, they're just not there yet, right? And so this, to me, we, we have devices, watches, watch OS, Galaxy Gear, um, and, well, they, that runs Tizen, and then Android Wear. Um, they can connect to Wi-Fi and have Wi-Fi chips built into the devices. This allows you to span that phone number across to that Wi-Fi device without having the phone being present. Um, so the, And that's the number sync technology. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so looking forward to that. Is there any expectation for 9.2 coming out on the iPhone? I'm guessing we're going to see it before the end of the year. Um, I think you're going to see. I, we we saw a small we saw saw a small upgrade to Apple TV yesterday. Mm-hmm. We saw additional betas for Yosemite and, or I'm sorry, El Capitan. El Capitan. <laughs> And iOS 9. So we saw new betas for them, for those, um, I think, today. Um, so I think by end of year, after the uh, short, either shortly after the iPad Pro comes out or probably even right into next week, you could you could see updates. But I'm, I'm going to guess we're, we're talking probably in early December. Awesome. Um, you're going to see a bunch of, bunch of, of upgrades come out. Good, good. Looking forward to it. All right, so so my awesome thing is a little gamey because um, this is something. Uh, now listen, I've been a Nintendo Power subscriber since like issue four, okay, and I knew about this, and I've heard, and I read, and there was at CES and everything. The Nintendo, the fabled Nintendo PlayStation, which was going to be the Super Nintendo with a CD drive by Sony, right? And as we know, the story is they had a falling out and the Sony Nintendo PlayStation technology group became the Sony PlayStation and the rest is history, right? Four iterations later. Well, it was speculative, but apparently uh, the thing is real. The thing is out there 
and the thing has been found. Uh, and it there's pictures, there's video of it working. It's a Famicom system, so it's, it's using the Japanese cartridges here. Uh, so that's why they look a little funky than what, what you recall. Uh, it's for real. Of course, there's no real CD games for them to try out, but they, they can at least play the, the, the normal Famicom games. And it's amazing. Um, it, 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 it's like a it's like a technological unicorn. They got a video here with Engadget where they, they sent somebody over and uh, and 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 you know I think like the guy had it. Uh, he he bought a lot of stuff from like I think it was a Sony or one of their partners I was closing up an office and they're auctioning everything off. And I think he said that he paid for like seventy five bucks for this like a while ago. Like maybe yeah. like five eight years ago, right? And there it is. It's in a box. It's it's. I don't know if that's their box or if it came in that. And they actually get in here and you see the little CD ROM checks. It says Super Disc uh, is what they were calling it at the time. And uh, and they're playing the thing. It works because they were they were kind of calling them out on that. And they're playing some Super Bomberman Five. <laughs> so there you go on the floor of whatever this this place is. Uh, so so there you go. It's for real. Finally, after all these years. All those rumors before we had the internet to like check in on things like this um, just like have popped up, right? Because they heard somebody talking about this and the guy was like, I think my dad has one of those in the attic. And he pulled it out and now it's all over the internet. Um, I don't know, geeking out over that little bit of a, a technological history. I mean, that's like from, I don't know what, like 1994, 95 maybe at the time when this was like a rumor and a big thing when they're, they're trying to battle Sega CD, you know, at the time, because man, CD ROMs, right? Um, that was it. That was, that was the game, man. <laughs> that, that was it. And, and it was just how much more information you can get on this little teeny disc versus right. just fantastic. That was a life changer for us. And it, it was, you know, we had CD quality sound in our Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog and we had Night Trap. We, well, we, well, we had Night Trap. <laughs> what would be interesting is if, if, if because it was, pro- was probably never released and it was kind of a some type of dev unit, it would be interesting if you could get a bunch of ROMs on a disc, if you threw them in the drive, if it would just play them. Because I'm guessing there's not all kinds of additional copy protection checks. That's what on I'm wondering. That, that that's exact what, device. That's what I'm wondering. And even the the edition that they have, I think the screen they said it was like it was like point uh, version point nine five. So it was that close becoming 1.0 when they were developing <laughs> right. this thing. So the unit is all but finished. So, but again, are you really going to find Super Disc Nintendo Super Disc games because they really didn't get to that point? Unless you find a prototype somewhere, I guess. But, but again, it's, it's not like you can just take a bunch of Genesis games, throw them on a disc, and a Sega CD plays them. You know, mm-hmm. like I, there's a little bit more to that, I think. But again, maybe the copy protection's open too. But, but still, it needs to have an interface and who knows how to program for this thing that was never released so i doubt it's very one-to-one to the actual sony playstation wouldn't that be amazing if it just played playstation discs you could play some <laughs> crash bandicoot on this thing I, i'm i'm sure that probably does not happen but um but but it'd be kind of fun if it at least like loaded and you're like ah but anyways i don't that was my thing katie what do you have Ooh, my awesome thing of the week is we went ghost hunting. Ooh. Yeah, I know, ghosty ghosts. Uh, we went up, took a little trip to um, Oil City through. Um, it's called what is? It's called is immersive life, and what they're start, they're just starting up. It's a brand new thing, and what they want you to do is kind of uh, go into these different scenarios and kind of immerse yourself in them. Uh, the first one was the ghost hunt, and that involved us walking around uh, an old bank, an office building. 
uh, that was once owned by J.D. Rockefeller, and he had offices in there, which I had no idea, which was, I think was one of the cooler parts of it. We were able to explore this area um, with an EMF meter. If you're not familiar with that, that's the one that has it measures the energy, and it's supposed to start beeping whenever you're around um, a presence of some sorts. It will also react to um, high, like a, a electrical box, but uh, it's supposed to react whenever there's something around uh, you. So you actually got to play with that, like a, a real ghost hunter. And um, we saw a Tesla radio, which I thought was really neat. That picked up AM stations. But uh, we had a real good blast. We had a real big blast with it. And um, it was fun. It was it was quiet in most of the building until we hit an area where there was a piano. And we started playing with the piano. And that was the point where we started having some uh, really strong readings on the EMF. And they were just off the charts. And I think uh, Sorg was the one that was most... Uh, visited by friends because every time he touched it, it was, it was going off and it, you know, we, I, I take it out of his hand and give him to me a two at one point and I give him the other one and it was still just him. It wasn't, you know, it was just something around him, but it was uh, exciting to actually feel like a, a real ghost hunter and even check out the, the storied building. It was neat being in there, but it, it, we had a really good time with that. Yeah, it was a pretty good time. It was, um, you know, again, kind of like it lets you dip your toe a little bit in the experience. And, and uh, I was trying to get some testimonials from I know there was one girl that came out after us that was really freaked out around the piano. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the well, at least with her story was that, you know, there had been nothing happening until this piano started kind of making noise on its own. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, we'd been in there previously and it enjoyed us playing music. And it was like, hey, come back. <laughs> whatever was in there, but they, it was interesting to have them hear them talk about the different uh, stories and who they thought was in the building still. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, uh, was, was the meter, was the meter like what they had in Ghostbusters down in the library? Like, what did it look like? Well, it, there's a little bit of a picture. I don't know if you can see on the, on the Instagram here, it's kind of black and whited out, but it's, 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 it is kind of funny because it actually says ghost meter on it. Um, <laughs> like it's a branded EKG meter basically. EKG is it? EMF. EMFs. I'm sorry, EMF meter. Um, but it was it was kind of funny uh, that that it was that, and it was it's kind of plasticky. So it does sort of look like the PKE meter a little bit. Yeah. Um. Um. It, you know, it was it was made to look like that a little bit more. You know, versus the real ones that they use on Ghost Hunters. And it's probably not as powerful one to be honest, like mm -hmm. for what it is. But it's great for just kind of like going in and, and kind of doing that kind of thing. And they also gave you cameras. Um, also here in, in, uh, in the shot is they're kind of little, you know, smaller cameras, uh, that you can go around so you can record and, and, and I think they're going to upload them so that we can all watch them afterwards. Uh, so, so you can see it like, Oh, there's a thing over there or something like that. You really can't tell watching back because the screen was so small, but, um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. So. Yeah, as somebody who's previously gone on ghost hunts, it was I enjoyed it. I mm -hmm. you know even that I've done that before, I really enjoyed it, and I think it was it was set up nicely. And like I said, I really enjoyed the history of the building and how much they talked about the history of the building. Mm -hmm. and, and and to be and this is a friend of ours actually that that that, that is doing this company. Uh, it's uh, I am real life is the website. If you want to go check out more of it, and, and they're planning to do more than this. Uh, they actually have some other scenarios. They have the ghost hunt thing, which obviously I just did. They actually have some stuff around a bank heist concept that you can be involved in, and the quest, which I don't think he's even told me about this one. Uh, but uh, And they have some other fun stuff around ghost hunts, and, and they're looking to do uh, some more projects around there. And you can get involved uh, as a company that if you've got a cool place, you think that will fit in for this. Uh, I think they're looking for locations. Uh, so I am real 
life is the website. Go check it out and see what they got in store next. So awesome. I, th- I think I think one of the things that eventually will be good for this, like the that we talk about escape rooms and things in my industry, but I think ghost hunts are another good team building exercise that I think it's especially if you give different people different roles. Mm-hmm. So that would be a neat thing to do. You know, oh, I don't, I'm tired of going out and doing this. Let's, you know, let's, let's go on a ghost hunt. Okay. That's cool. I mean, yep. you'll get to know your team members better than whenever they're scared. And we got a little bit more to talk about it, but there's another tech angle that goes with this ghost hunt, mm-hmm. but I want to get to that in just a moment. First, I want to give a shout out to our friends at slice on Broadway, of course, because that's what we do. Cause I don't know. You guys aren't here. I had to eat all the pizza by myself. That's, oh, that's sorry. It was lonely pizza. I mean, I got messy, but you know, but you know, you know, the whole pizza. Come on, guys, I need some help. You need the fax machine. Yeah, you know, the pizza from Slice on Broadway is our team building exercise. That's true. <laughs> so Nothing brings together. us together like pizza. No, no, I just have to hold on to more of it for our mayhem show guests later tonight, I guess. But anyways, they help us out. They've been supporting uh, Pittsburgh Podcasting with Perfect Pepperoni Pizza for well over a year and a half here. They're down here in uh, Beachview, uh, right along the tracks here uh, in Beachview, as well as down on Main Street in Carnegie, PA. Great stuff, awesome ingredients, the best stuff around, and uh, and we're really blessed, and they're the, the best of the best when it comes to uh, pizza here in the South Hills. Uh, man, I don't know. I, you know, we, we get that other, these other guys that want me to send a pizza emoji for their pizza. You know what? I'd rather call and talk to a real person that likes making pizza. And that's these guys. Rico, they're on the cover of that website. The cover of the website? Sure. Okay. Um, over at Slice on Broadway. Check them out. Let them know you heard about them on PGH underscore Slice on Twitter. Um, let, let them know you heard about them on the awesome cast and also uh check them out slice on broadway on facebook and instagram and you'll get hungry too thanks so much to them for supporting the show katie you you were playing with your your app of the week the entire the entire time friday night Uh, (laughs) i'm very speculative on how well this works and i'm trying to figure out the technology and chilla i'd love to hear your, your take on this please describe your app of the week my app of the week is called Ghost Radar Legacy. And what it is is supposed to pick up on the energy around your phone. I'm not it doesn't specifically say I, I looked into it on the website and it doesn't exactly say what, but some sort of energy it picks up and it's supposed to uh, one tell you when it's it's an actual radar, it shows you when that, that energy it's it's supposed to be a ghost like energy is around you and how close the proximity is and how strong that energy is. And then the second thing is it translates it into words which it was crazy to uh, kind of follow along with that. So the whole time we were on the hunt, I, I had my phone out and I was like, Ooh, there's it's something over that way or something over that way. And words would pop up as we walked along and, and nothing glaringly like, Oh my gosh, this really has something to do with what we're doing. Uh, except for when we walked up a set of stairs and we, before we had gone in, we were told that uh, one of the signs of one of the ghosts was the smell of cigar smoke. Um, that was one of the things you could smell and then, and then pay attention for that. So we were walking upstairs in this Im- immersion and um, all of a sudden on my phone pop- pops up the word tobacco. And we hit another spot where uh, they have guides throughout the immersion uh, to let you know, uh, give you some more history in the building. And the gentleman who was telling us about the history was said, you know, went in and then he said, you'll smell tobacco. And it was the first time we had heard the word tobacco because everybody else uses specifically cigar smoke and cigar smells and he's the only one that says the word tobacco so it was like wow that was kind of weird <laughs> i mean it, it it was definitely interesting to see and just kind of have that pop up and um the link that i gave you um to put up 
is the Amazon app or for on the Amazon store um, to get it because it's available for both in the um, iPhone and uh, Androids. It's I, I was reading the reviews and it's the, some of the stories are pretty fantastic. So if you like good ghost stories, check out the reviews on Amazon because Amazon reviews plus ghost stories make amazing. Uh-huh. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm reading them. I'm reading them too. Well, and, and you were asking kind of about how how potentially this could work. I'm guessing this would be probably a better question for for someone like Rob. But obviously, there's sound that we can't hear that could be picked up on the mic, and also interference. If the whole thing's electromagnetic, mm-hmm. it could potentially use that and maybe something in the Wi-Fi to. It's using it's using Wi-Fi as sonar for the ghosts. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Wow. Well, I was thinking, it, go ahead. I've or used is it picking up? There hasn't been Wi-Fi. What's that? I've used it. In, I've used it in other locations where there hasn't been Wi-Fi, and it's and I had similar results. But but no, I'm saying maybe it's using the Wi-Fi in the device to sonar out. I don't, oh, I don't know. Okay. Would it do something like that? Like it's a pinging out kind of thing. Wait, isn't there also? Then a few versions ago, isn't there a barometer on these things now? Yeah, and that's so. Yes, there is a barometer, um, and I think that's partially what allows devices to tell you if you went up or down steps. Right. Okay. So I, I didn't know if there was some, maybe something to that. I mean, it's like I don't even know what all sensors are on this thing these days, right? Uh, and and it, like, is there something like I'm not thinking about that they're tapping into that could that could do this? You know, I, I, I and, you know, and I don't really know how an EMF sensor works, so maybe I'm completely missing a technical aspect of this that that that's completely capable on this phone. But I, I I'm I'm so like. I, I'm not speculative when it comes to ghosts. I'm speculative on some of the devices that say they detect ghosts, um, and, and an iPhone app is one of them. But it was it was very interesting to kind of see and compare that to the actual tool they give you too mm-hmm. over the weekend. So no, it was it was it was definitely an educational experience <laughs> around all that. But uh, so so what do you? So what, and of course, you're going to have some more opportunities. I, I take it you're going to take this app out for a drive in some other areas as well, right? Yeah. Um, um, when I head out to Gettysburg this uh, upcoming week, I, I want to take it out and see what kind of happens there. And, and if we're getting a different kind of different words, because it, it almost, if you, if you read the words, because it, it saves the words, if you upgrade for 99 cents, it, it'll save infinite number of words. And it was almost like a story. So I'm kind of curious to see if, if it's a different kind of story when we're out in Gettysburg and what happens with that. Right, right. Does it look the same or anything like that? That'd be mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, I can't wait to hear what's uh what, what comes from that. So check it out. It's oh, the, and oh, and I forgot. I can ask. I'll ask, ask experts this weekend. <laughs> oh my ghost hunting adventure! If they right. heard of this app and what they. <laughs> I'm going to turn this into an awesome interview while I'm gone. I have a feeling there's, it's going to start with a large sigh <laughs> when they hear about it. So I got this app that's supposed to detect ghosts. Yeah, does it work? Everybody, does it work? Does it work? Yeah, everybody <laughs> does. Uh, <laughs> uh, so go check it out. Get Ghost Radar Legacy. Ooh. There's a... It, and and the, you, the recommended is pretty awesome on here as well. There's Paranormal Ghost EVP EMF, Ghost Com Communicator Pro, <laughs> Talking Spirit Box Radio EVP. Uh, wow. Down, download this app and then sit in your bed before you go to sleep tonight and just see what pops up. No, see don't. Well you sleep. No, no, uh-huh. don't. No, do it. No, don't do, do, do that. I don't recommend that at all. I mean, I mean, 
ghosts or not, if you mess with your own head like that, it's just not good. <laughs> okay. Um, so our tip of the week, uh, we'll move this down a little bit. Hey, Google Maps is actually getting a lot of cool uh, features here uh, lately. Uh, so first of all, this surprised me uh, the other day. Uh, when I went to use Google Maps, and it told me, "Oh, hey, traffic looks late. Traffic looks good." So it, it, it so they they finally updated Google Maps on the iOS to give up uh, spoken traffic alerts. So it, it's actually going to like pop up, you know, and tell you about congestion incidents in your route. So it looks like similar to Waze, but it does give you a lot of information when you start off. Like, instead of saying, let's go to, this is the address, it's, uh, let's go, there are no major incidents on your route ahead, something like that. And I didn't even catch all of it, because I was just like, well, you just said a lot, what's happening right now? You never usually do that. Um, I, I, a lot of moves lately between Google Maps and Waze getting an entirely new redesign in the recent uh, weeks as well. It's kind of thrown me off. And on top of that, uh, also, Google Maps is adding, is adding offline navigation and search starting today. Uh, this one according to The Verge. The other one uh, according to uh, iMore, actually. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of capabilities coming in there. Um, I don't know, Chilla, you're, 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 uh, you're probably a big GPS user over there um, and, and with Google Maps and everything. Uh, what do you think? I think the, the offline navigation is amazing, especially mm-hmm. I, I know people that travel overseas. That's especially important to them, as well as... Even around here, there are some some areas and locations that, that you may have kind of spotty coverage. Um, getting the, that navigation information to me is critical. Right. So having, again, that offline navigation is, is definitely important. The spoken traffic alerts is interesting. I always wonder, you know, Waze is crowdsourced, which is cool, but I, I think you, you experienced this, right? There was no crowd on the parkway to even crowdsource the fact that there was no traffic and there was no traffic because the road was closed. Um, so, so that's where I think some of these things that the, the traffic alerts can kind of be good and bad, depending on how they're, they're taking into account the, the, the intelligence behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I do like where they're going with it. Um, it'll be interesting to see over time, if, if it can also help monitor, okay, don't go this way because there's traffic. Oh, and we just realized that the way we're now routing everyone is starting to become congested too. Use this tertiary route and go this way. Um, so, or, or load balance the people, right? If tell, tell every other car to go in a different way to help kind of load balance that traffic. Right, right. I think ultimately this is all steps towards how we get into um, self-driving cars. Oh, it all comes together. It's a, yeah, it's all interconnected. So it is saying about how uh, they'll give you traffic times um, based on uh, real uh, averages if you're in offline mode, for instance. Um, so this, this, they said you've been able to do it uh, for a while, but this is the first time it's going to be uh, indexed for search and navigation while you're offline, basically. And this is going to roll out, according to this article, today, which was today as of this recording for Android users, and then soon, of course, for iOS. But given how quickly they've been rolling out features for one than the other, I think you're going to see it within a couple of weeks, to be honest. So, so there you go. If you're navigating to a weird place with no Wi-Fi, 
Looks like you're going to be okay. Okay, uh, so I found this. I kicked this over, as as with the turtle mail. I, I'm trying to loop in, like, Uchilla and, and, and all of our parental figures on the awesome crew uh, to get to get ideas. So uh, the very trickiness... Oh, I forgot to tag you on this. I apologize. Well, I knew I had you, okay. you tonight. Actually, I knew I had you tonight. So um, Netflix is going to help Uchilla outwit your, your kids by cleverly uh, 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 making five-minute bedtime shows. This includes cyber trucks, from the example that I saw. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a pretty interesting idea. Now, I did hit up uh, Doug Durda. Hi, Doug, uh, on Twitter earlier today. And he says that's awesome and uh, something he deals with on a regular basis. And uh, this was his standby for a while. And he actually points me to Sprout, which I think is the PBS one. And it's the Good Night Show, uh, you, you and Me Tree Time. For instance, oh, let's play now. Are we going to get in trouble for this? It's it's public television, right? So we're good to go, right? Is that is that? Is Sprout, I don't of? think Sprout's actually over. I'm thinking. Wait, this is something else, isn't it? Uh, I'm thinking PBS. Sprout's Kids. not over the air PBS, but right. I think it's some kind of. It's like a, a it's cable free PBS. online. Okay. Oh, I go in here. It's a Sprout oh. the 24 hour preschool TV channel. Um. It's a limited liability. It's part of N- it's a division of NBC Universal. Oh, you know what? That's where I've seen because Sprout. I think they show some Sprout shows on like Saturday morning now and Sunday morning. So like that. That's what those blocks are now. So mm-hmm. so yeah. So that's something he's been using uh, for that. And actually, it's actually this is like a web game. You know, oh, what's going on here? Sproutoscope. What? What do I do? <laughs> this is gonna put me to bed, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's slowly gonna lull you to sleep. Flash. Oh, there's a good night coloring book. Probably talk. It's talking to me right now. But no. I, but anyways, let's bring back to the story uh, at hand here. Uh, so so either way, um, Netflix uh, uh, with many episodes to help your kids fall asleep. By the way, I found myself going down a rabbit hole. I was poking around on my iPad and I ended up on the uh, the Netflix Kids <clears throat> um, section on my mm-hmm. iPad uh, and and just replaying like I was my, I. I feel so bad because I just kept playing like the intro songs, the old Sonic the Hedgehog and like old stuff I remembered on there, so, which is pretty, pretty freaking fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, that's all I have on that. I don't know if there's any point. It, it's like, hey, Netflix is doing this thing. So I, I don't know, Sheila, are you at that point where you have to um, trick your kid into bed? Uh, using these kinds of, uh, have you used technology to trick your kid yet? We haven't used technology yet, but we're, we're rather fortunate in the fact that he can't get out of a crib. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can kind of quarantine him and he really has no option other than to sit there and play with a stuffed animal or go to sleep. Now, I'm sure this will definitely come into play. The question that I have is I'm guessing kids have a concept of five minutes versus 30 minutes. And I think this goes back to the old school theory. Now, I was reading, I think a, a blip off the net skip or the Netflix article, um, this goes back to the old school negotiation of I need to get to a save point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just one of those things where different people handle it in different ways. Um, do you let your kids stay up and finish something? Do you, do you say, no, it's time to go to bed. It's time to go to bed. Um, like I said, I haven't run across this issue yet. I'm guessing I will. Um, knowing that I'm just a mean parent, they will probably just have Christopher will just have to, it's time for bed. It's time for bed. You should have thought about this before you started a half an hour show. 
knowing that you only had five minutes. Um, will will I? And, and the thing that worries me about five minute shows is is it going to make them expect more shorter run, loss of attention span type issues because we're just shortening the, their their attention span for a five minute show. Right, but aren't a lot of shows like already cutting it down to fifteen minutes? In, in and, this, and, in this I line, think, I think Sprout and PBS are good at that too. They they do a really good job of, and I think that helps with with keeping them interested. Right. But to me, it is just a little. It's a tad bit short. To be fair, have you watched old Peanuts cartoons lately? So we watched um, the Great Pumpkin, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. We have we we own it on DVD. So do so. we. So do we, and yeah. we did too. <laughs> How does he deal with that? I wonder how, how, how kids these days are like, you know, especially versus everything else. And you get something as slow paced like Peanuts. Christopher liked the music in the background. I mean, he's still 19 months old, so he's not right, right. really picky. Um, he liked the music. He liked the animation. It kept his quasi-attention that he, he, he has. So it, he didn't leave the room, sometimes if it's very boring. Um, to him, he will just go off and do something else. Um, I would say it kept his attention as much as any other PBS show. Awesome. Awesome. I, we just went into a whole different kind of rat hole here. <laughs> about, welcome to Kids Time on, on the Awesome Cast. We'll do a, eventually, we'll do an Awesome Dads show, right? So, um, And maybe an Awesome Moms, just to keep it fair. But anyway. It, it would be interesting as the kids get older to interview the kids, too. Because we want to do that to them. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as it is, their entire growing up is probably going to be on Facebook. So, uh, but anyways, uh, so guys, we're uh, we're spinning up something really cool here. Uh, Sidekick Media Services. Katie's a part of it. She's helping out with that as well, right, Katie? Hi. Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. You guys had a meeting last night. What's our latest tagline? Oh, we have. We didn't have a tagline. We don't have one yet. You know, well, we're, we're sidekick. We're your sidekick in media, isn't that what? It is? We change our side. No, that's right. That sounds about right. Uh, but no, it's something fun. And there's Katie right there uh, talking to the, our drone friends from the awesome, are from the awesome Alpha Lab. Uh, but no, we're trying to we're 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 re rebranding things around here. Uh, help you guys out uh, if you're in a company, if you're uh, trying to get around the media side of things, social media, video production. If you want to start a podcast and don't know how, uh, we're uh, actually uh, we're we're going to help you out with that. And uh, we have some great examples of of some stuff that we've done over Sorgatron Media over the years, and uh, we're looking to bring that uh, to to a lot more people here and and, and create some really cool things for you. Um, also, actually, did uh, conducted our first webinar today uh, about an introduction to podcast. We're doing webinars. We're doing some uh, special presentations, and uh, we're looking to do so much more here in the coming months. Uh, right now, it's a little bit of a placeholder site. What we have really is uh, our, our trailer of uh, some of the stuff that we've done. But uh, there's definitely a contact page, social media, so you can keep up on us as we're growing. And if you need any help in media services, uh, go to SidekickMediaServices.com. Your sidekick in media, in social media, in video, in education, in whatever you need help with and uh, go check that out now we're going to take a look at some of the stuff that we've done around here at sorgatron media and we'll be right back 
Do you remember when we were kids and we would ride our bikes on the sidewalk? I didn't have sidewalks when I grew up. Remember? I, remember, I, remember, remember, sorry, sorry, I didn't have, have anything when I didn't have PBS. No, this is just, this is just between me and Chilla now. No oh, Mr. God, Rogers, no Canadian Lego. Mr. Rogers. No. Did you have Legos? Hey man, my Duplo game was on point on that. <laughs> oh my god, it's got a light bulb in it! Hot damn, that takes me back. Oh, that takes me back. Hillary Rodham Clinton's uh, presidential race. And um, you can just put different heads on that, that same uh, form body. Um, and I would like to point out that uh, the devil is one of them. So <clears throat> I also didn't think they were going to use as many bike tubes as they did. I just had like, you know, lawyers like looking at me the entire time. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Everything's cool. You know, a bunch of people came back to the to the control room. Um, some some investors in the show and executives and they were like, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're just going to explain concepts in our childhood that we experienced and just explain it to him and our perceptions of that. Just like, let's just explain to the youngin and you're like, what, like 12 years younger than me or something like that? Sorg, that, that actually could be a really good podcast. We are back, and uh, please go check out everything at SogatronMedia.com. And check out the latest Sawtooth Willie. There's a little bit of a wrestling crossover going on there. We had a lot of fun with that, uh, So uh, and, and a lot more. So uh, let's get into uh, some stories. First, I want to know about taco emojis, and I bet this is a Katie story. So. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Who doesn't love taco emojis? Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you know, with the latest update, we got taco uh, taco emoji. And uh, that may have been 3,000 searchers they got online uh, because people really wanted a taco emoji. Uh, so Taco Bell is capitalizing on this. Um, of and they're doing, Yeah, they better. Uh, it's a hashtag taco emoji engine. And what it is is you tweeted at Taco Bell um, the taco emoji plus any other emoji, and um, they made a hybrid of both the emojis. And um, they've made, they, some of them have videos, some of them have sound. Uh, the one that they show online is the, it's the tacos with the sunglasses. And it says meal with it. So it's 8-bit. It's, it's silly. It's fun. And um, they had, I think it was 600 and some, 600 emojis, uh, different variations of these. Which is pretty darn awesome. These videos are, are tremendous. So, mm-hmm. like, like that they they actually went and like just snagged a bunch of animators to 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 pull this thing together is pretty freaking amazing. I mean, the taco has been out how long? It has. It when was the last update? It hasn't been that long. No, no. But I guess he probably knew a little bit in advance. But still, um, wow. Taco Bell was really killing it as far as social media goes. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. They're they're taking they're really taking advantage of it and and just just having their their followers and they're just their community is amazing and and if if you look at anything that they do the the number of you know we're always trying to get people to respond to what we're doing and it's it just unreal because it, everybody just wants to be part of what they're doing and, and they're really taking a time and they're and they're enjoying it it's and a, it's uh the the taco emoji engine uh the the meal with it one that we were just showing uh um it's got uh 1520 uh hearts likes on twitter and 671 retweets as of this point. So yeah, they they got some pretty good responses going on there. And, and they the article goes on. They somebody asked them if, if there's any Easter eggs in it, 
And if you tweet like the music themed emojis uh, along with a taco, you can discover new feed the beat artists, which are art, new and up and coming artists that they're working with. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Check it out. So uh, what? just a uh, hashtag taco emoji engine, according to this, mm-hmm. or at taco, actually just ha- at Taco Bell and put your two emojis, uh, one plus the taco plus the other one, and they'll they'll deal with it. Um, wow, let me see. I don't know. I don't have anything. I'll, I'll play with this a little bit as we go through the rest of the stories, probably. Um, like there's there's crabs, there's pigs, there's like if you, even if you saw the hashtag, it's amazing. You just see the picture, so you don't you don't have to figure out the combination. You can just see what other people have tweeted and see what they Taco Bell's come up for those. Oh man, they had themselves first place taco over pizza. Ooh, yeah, you have to go through the list. We'll be playing with this. Um, Sheila, tell me about the iPad and T-Mobile. So T-Mobile, and this was just a, the iPad was kind of a, of a sideline thought process that I had. Um, <coughs> T-Mobile made an announcement today um, as part of, I think, their, they continue to version their uncarrier program. So I think we're at like V10. Um, today they announced much like their, um, where I, I think a couple months back they announced that um, depending on your audio streaming service like Spotify um, that they would not or and I think Pandora was part of it there were a bunch of them um, using those streaming services would not um, go against your data cap um, today they announced the binge on program um, so if you use crackle encore ESPN Fox Sports Fox Sports go HBO now HBO go Hulu MLB movieplex NBC Sports Netflix, Sling TV, Slingbox, Showtime, Stars, T-Mobile TV, Univision, Deportes, Ustream, Vessel, Vivo, and VUD. You will not be charged against your data cap, which means fire up the the data connection on your cell phone and or tablet and or whatever um, and stream away um, because it's not going to go against your data cap. I think this is pretty darn cool, and this almost would make me, if I was thinking about getting a cellular connected tablet for trips and for whatever, um, this would definitely push me to T-Mobile, purely based on things like Netflix, HBO Go, and Showtime, all of which I use, all of which I have access to, all of which I use, all of which I would love to stream for free to and from work to wherever. Um, And then I thought to myself, hmm. I could probably get an iPad Pro on T-Mobile, pay a monthly fee um, that's going to pretty much break even, be like a free free loan, um, and not only do that, but pick up um, unlimited streaming from these services. And it's one of the things that I've been running into issues around the house with. Um, so <laughs> I need I need. I need additional services like this on other devices while the TV's in use. Um, so, so this starts um, November fifteenth, and you can stream those services free without using any of your data. Um, in addition to this, I think they bumped up all of the Simple Choice user customers. The one gig, three gig, and five gig users now all get two, six, and ten gig. Um, this is probably much like what Verizon and AT&T have been doing to bump up their customers. Um, but think about it. You could get a one gig plan and pretty much any major audio streaming service and any major video streaming service isn't going to go against that one gig. Um, 
So I think this is phenomenal and awesome. So basically, in, in a week where we've announced that data caps are coming to the rest of Comcast, basically, and you're concerned about your Netflix, well, just watch it on your t- new 12-inch iPad tablet or what, or 18-inch Samsung or something, um, and you're good to go. So, and, and this makes me wonder, why not just power your house off of a T-Mobile hotspot? Yeah, at that point, mm-hmm. if, it, if like the major big data thing is that video anyways, then why the heck not? Um, Wow, that is a that's a really good. <laughs> Bye, net now, neutrality. Bye. Now, now, now where the while the net neutrality play comes in, and the Verge took a much different um, look at this. They looked at it as an unfair advantage to companies like HBO and Showtime because it's almost as if T-Mobile is deciding the winners and losers mm. um, in the streaming battles. So it gives all of those, all the companies that I listed an unfair advantage because they're not going against your data cap. So, of course, you're going to be more apt to use them versus a, a smaller, more niche niche company. Right, right. Oh, geez. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Hey, update to the previous story. Notice I did. Amazon Prime wasn't on there. What's that? Notice Amazon wasn't part of that list. Mm. Things are getting sketchy with them lately. Uh, so, update to our previous story. I did tweet um, the I, I did tweet a taco and a shrimp, and I got hits Jim every day. Still a shrimp. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> and I got a tweet. Like we got a tweet. Net neutrality be damned in retweet in uh, response to their. T-Mobile. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know it is market competition versus this, and if you can't compete on your on your wired um, connection with because you're stuck with Comcast. I I didn't talk about this, but I was this close to getting Comcast a few weeks ago. There's two problems. First of all, they didn't disclose what the upload speed is, which is apparently five megabits, and mm-hmm. I get 25 up and down with FiOS right now. I was just looking for something cheaper. Right, and they're like twenty five. I'm like, cool. That's what I'm getting now. It's like half the price, and I'm and and uh, and then this came up, and I was like, well, glad we dodged the bullet there, because guess who's probably pretty close to that thirty gig uh, data cap with as much footage as I push out for my my work. I mean, Jesus, just today, you know, uploading videos all day long. But anyways, um, wow. So I guess Samsung. Speaking of eighteen inch tablets and such uh they got something else pretty interesting coming out is blackberry like is this like blackberry hipster age right now what's going on here chilla well so so and and if you skip actually if you skip to the we'll, we'll go back let's let's bounce back to the that story and let's just briefly really hit real quick on the this late this made me laugh um priv story so so Last Friday, and I think AT&T started selling them on Saturday, um, BlackBerry launched their next device. Um, so they, they launched a new device. Um, it's unlike any device they've launched to date. It does not run BlackBerry operating system. The BlackBerry Priv runs Android. Um, so they're getting in the Android market. Um, which is good, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna be be able to kind of compete from an app store perspective. Um, 
So obviously there's people now saying, well, I want to go out and get a BlackBerry Priv because I remember the days of BlackBerry and I loved the keyboard. Um, we've also seen BlackBerry take their intellectual property very seriously when it comes to the keyboard and and sue people that try to knock it off. Um, so this device gives the gives those users the keyboard. Um, what Samsung has done is they've built an overlay um, for their devices, and I've actually been trying to get my hands on one of these, and I wasn't able to, to find one for the show today. Um, and I actually want one for work as well to be able to help compare to the Priv, which I should be also getting one of those here shortly. Um, <clears throat> but the Samsung device actually is a magnetic-type case or, or cover to the device. And what it would actually do, and I apologize for you on the, for those of you um, on the phone, what it would do um, is it would take where you would typically have your keyboard on the device, and I'm just going to bring up a new memo here, where you would normally have, I don't know how this is going to look, it's probably there too bright, um, okay. where, where you would normally have the keyboard down at the bottom of the device, mm-hmm. it literally overlays on that section and and pushes through the keyboard to and it actually touches against the screen to kind of mimic a keyboard so experience. So it kind of lines up with it. Correct. Okay. Um, this is a lot different than the slider of what the Priv offers as a slide-out full-fledged keyboard instead of being an overlay piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. But this is Samsung's answer back to the to the Priv keyboard. You can see it kind of takes away from screen real estate, right? Right, right. On Samsung on there on the left because it's taking up a portion of the screen at all times. Um, unlike the Priv, which is a slider. Um, I'm interested to see if how well BlackBerry fares with this device. I have heard a lot of people saying they would consider purchasing it as their next device, especially for current-day Android owners. Um, this also hits the, I would say, 30, 30 to 45 female age range, Um due to nails and and whatnot they want they want their keyboard back right um but and it's but they they don't want to have to deal with blackberry either right. so um i don't know there, there was a link also that i put in the in the show notes that that made me laugh and it was all of the android priv um and priv stands for privacy um all of the android priv instagram photos with funny captions that other people made up um <laughs> so I, I see you have it on there. If you if you continue to scroll down that page, especially to the grandfather with the little kid, stop um, laughing start... at grandpa's phone, you little s. This cost me seven hundred dollars. So so they did a big Instagram push, um, and they're putting a lot of their their photos out on their Instagram page. Um, Privilege means I can cheat on my test. And you can't say anything because daddy's rich. <laughs> It's a phone over over writing <laughs> writing a uh, writing something. Oh, I, we got greasy hands. We got uh, uh, a wrench. Getting good and greased up is the only way I achieve optimal typing speeds on a physical keyboard. The wrench, the wrench is just for fun. Oh, this is good. This is some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and it's interesting because these pictures are supposed to relate to people and and privacy, um, but people are just taking shots left and right at the silliness and ridiculousness of the, of the advertising. This is, this is the actual um, advertising stuff? Lol, so, phone, so you the get pictures, me. 
So, so the pictures are the advertising pictures. So people are just putting their own own comments along with the picture. Um, oh, <laughs> no comment or kissing the android. <laughs> oh wow! This this shot was taken before I dropped my smartphone in the middle of the road. <laughs> There's a lot of empty space there. Wow. Um, an excerpt from Priv's high school photography class. Uh, Priv up against a mirror. Um, wow, this is good. This is some good stuff. Where is the one? I, I saw a really good one up here. The one, the one with the couple on the pillows, made me laugh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I laugh and smile and order a bunch more pillows on my phone, and this relationship will become bearable. <laughs> wow, that's some good stuff. I'm, I'm hoping. I can't wait to see what they do or if they do. Um, advertising um, in in video form, whether it be fifteen second Instagram or full fledged prime time um, advertising. But this is just the beginning. The devices started shipping out last week. They were they were pre order. I think the week before um, BlackBerry. This is the first time too that the pre order was only direct from BlackBerry for full cost of the device. Um, but AT&T has started to offer the device today. Currently, the devices are GSM only, so you'll only be able to pick them up for T-Mobile or, or AT&T. Um, I have heard recently that Verizon is starting to take pre-orders. I'm guessing there was I, – I, I've heard through the grapevine there's been some bickering back and forth with Verizon as it relates to BlackBerry and potentially Windows Phone. It's not something I heard from work, but but heard from from multiple sources on multiple websites, um, stating that uh, Verizon kind of didn't want to have to deal with uh, certain order numbers on the the Priv on the BlackBerry side as well as the Microsoft uh, phone side, which is why you're seeing late ads, if any ads at all, to hmm. the CDMA networks like Verizon. Interesting, interesting. But seven hundred bucks will get it will net you a new BlackBerry that runs Android. Well, that's not bad. That's comparable. It looks like it's a good build of a phone, so why not? Um, yeah, I've heard the camera. I've heard the camera is on on par with current day cameras. Nothing. It doesn't outshine any existing cameras. It's not worse than any of the existing cameras. It's it's your typical camera. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're really playing is the is the I've heard the build quality of the slide as and Chachi and I think we we talked about this a couple months ago. Um, the build quality of the slide I hear is phenomenal. So we'll inter- uh, it'll be interesting to hear a year from now for people that have these devices, how well is the keyboard working, how well is the slide working. Right. That's super important because, I mean, he's one that had the G1 and the G2 that had the sliding keyboard. And, and I know I think both of those had to be replaced on his end because they just wear out before the two years is up. Mm-mm. So um, And he also had the sidekick. So the uh, flip phone. T-Mobile typey phone, but anyways, yeah. I had a crazy mechanism on. All right, I want to touch on Facebook, and then uh, uh, I want to hear about Chilla's uh, Apple Music a bit here. First of all, uh, the Facebook Live, which none of us are important enough to use yet, apparently. Um, <laughs> tell me about. Tell me what's going on with that. Uh, Facebook Live, uh, they they this is their trying to compete with uh, Periscope and uh, the instant content, but uh, right now you're it's only a select group of people that are on it. But we have the option to subscribe to these people. Ooh. So if we want to, yeah, if we want to follow along because they don't want to inundate you with notifications that so and so is live, so and so is live, and you don't care who these people are. Uh, but uh, you can actually subscribe to the people we were interested in, and you will let they will let you know when they are live. 
So as opposed to Periscope. Yes. When it just says lots of more people are alive. Like, um, I think I, I, I like following certain things on Periscope, but like they said, a lot of the notifications get on my nerves Yeah, because it's, it's a little, like, I wish it was almost like lists, like Twitter lists where I could say, you know, I want to follow these people because I just want to see what they're doing, but I don't want notifications for this particular person. Right. 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 And I think that's, that's kind of a, growing pains of the platform a little bit yeah you know like i feel bad like, i think i was just talking to you it's like i feel like i haven't been on periscope for like two weeks right <laughs> um but but then also and were we talking about this last week about there's the viewers and there's the participators kind of thing yeah. yes like uh with you chilla and, and kind of figuring that part and and, and are we going to watch it on our apple tvs and, and everything like that uh, as we've discussed in the past um no this is interesting i i part of me thinks like okay like facebook's doing the play like periscope is where they're addressing the celebs like Felicia Day, yeah. The Rock, um, 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 uh, the guy from the original Office—I can't remember his name right now. Uh, you know, uh, you know that that those kind of people. So they're getting the celeb aspect, and everybody kind of follows along. Twitter did the same thing, and I think that's what really killed it off from Meerkat. Is all the celebs showed up? WWE is using it. All the brands are mm-hmm. using it. They have that great <laughs> connection there, and Meerkat didn't have that. Do we have a Mama Dutter's uh, uh, at you? Yes. Okay, thank you. I'm <laughs> just like, that's not a voice on this show. Um, but anyways, <laughs> tell her we said hi uh, from the awesome audience. Um, but anyways, uh, but but uh, what was my point? Celebrities, 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 celebrities. Um, but no, no, I think I think that will get people into this, if, if anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but is it really that different? Has any of us watched one of these? No. Like, is yeah, I, I have not watched one of these, and that's where I was going to go. My my question was going to be, so for the content creator, we know that, that Periscope and, Scope and Meerkat are very easy to use from a cell phone. Right. Um, from the, I was going to actually ask the question from the the Facebook side, is it, are they more expecting you to use your desktop with a webcam or is this again, a mobile first initiative? Well, I think, how, I, I, how I are think people creating the content. I think it's mobile. They're creating yeah. via mobile, but we're all viewing wherever we are, wherever we are. So, cause it, it, it's, I think it'd be interesting. They, they need to find a platform that works in both. Well, yeah, but then you have it. Kind of depends on what the kind of content you want to create, because you have something like a Facebook, and it's that very um, um, like she's using this. It looks like like she's using Snapchat, because I mean, our Snapchats were always um, I'm with my coffee and I'm singing something, you know, a very one-off kind of thing. That is more live stream, so I think it's going to be more periscopy versus. I don't think I, I don't think they're really aiming to do. Because when they first started talking about this, I thought they were doing like a YouTube live kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to be able to stream AwesomeCast to Facebook directly. Won't that be amazing? That's not mm-hmm. what they're doing. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's Periscope. It's Periscope via Facebook, basically. Um, and that's a whole other kind of content, which I think we're still trying to figure out if we want to be honest um, with, with this brand of it. I mean, we're all still tr- kind of figuring it out. But... Uh, as, as a massive whole, of course, I'm saying, um, but I don't know. So, so Periscope kind of lets your lets your feed or your video stay out there for a little while. Do we know how this works? Can I go back and watch a back catalog? 
I'm trying to bring up Felicia Day's page to see what videos she's putting out. So she's kind of featured in this. Um, but uh, but no, I don't, I'm actually not even seeing that kind of stuff go on. Oh, wait, here's some videos. But but again, I don't know if these are Facebook Live or, or something else. Whatever it is, it's out of focus. So I don't know. This is edited. This is something else going on here. Um, but I, I don't know. I... It's a thing. I can't find information on this whenever I go look for yeah. it. So they're not doing a good job of that. They're just pointing like, hey, here's our thing, and here's famous pretty people. So there you go. All right, uh, real quick, chill, and then we'll get out of here. Tell me about your Apple Music epiphany here. So I we, we talked about Apple Music. I didn't use it for the longest time. I went on vacation. I wanted a bunch of music to be able to sit on the beach and listen to, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to pay for it, and I'm tired of getting things through illegal means. Um, so I signed up for the three, three month, um, free trial and I've continued to use Apple music. I use it multiple times per week. I love it. Um, the trick is I want to be able to use it in different areas of the house. And I have a whole slew of, I've been waiting for this day to arrive. I have a slew of Android devices. Um, I have enough that I could probably proliferate the entire house with Android devices. Um, so this is going to be like my go-to music um, all over the place. And I am so excited. So, so today, Apple has launched, and I think it's in beta to start. They've launched Apple Music um, for Android. Um, so if you're an Apple Music subscriber or in, on iOS and you have an Android device, um, you can now, now get it on your Android. If you're an Android user and want to check out Apple Music, um, you can do that too. The interesting thing, and I, I, I found it, I found it pretty interesting. Um, a lot of the reviews that I've been hearing are saying, um, for, for better or worse, it's, it's almost identical to the UI and, and whatnot on the Apple device. Um, so it just goes to show that you can kind of create the same, same user experience cross platform. Um, and I think that's a good thing going from the device to device. I think that's important. Um, so I, while I have not loaded it up because, and that's what I was griping about, um, earlier, um, I'm retype, I'm, I'm busy retyping my password, my new pat, my new Gmail password across all my <laughs> Android devices so I can install it. By the way, I was poking around in here there's a new, uh, device manager, uh, in here. Cause first it told me I didn't have any devices and now I'm in this Android device manager with a picture of the United States and it's, oh, it located my Nexus. Interesting. <laughs> so if I pulled this up for you, Chilla, and let's see if I can pull this up over here. If I pulled this up for you, Chilla, would it just be like uh, your house in Dormont and just like a smattering of Android devices? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only device that I have registered with Device Manager is the Nexus. Um, now, if you were to do that with Find My iPhone, um, you would see a smattering devices just overlaid all on top of each other because mm-hmm. there's multiple iPads, iPhones, um, Mac now comes up in there. So you see my Mac mini, multiple MacBooks. Um, okay. so yeah, the, but on the, on the Android device manager, um, because the devices, there's very few devices that typically leave the house. Um, I only have a device or two registered in, in device manager. I also finally managed to find what I presume is a Felicia day. Um, Felicia Day uh, Facebook Live video. I don't know. It's her. It's her head in video. I don't know. It's square, which is kind of weird to me. I just. I just went somewhere else. Um, but I don't know. It, it's. It's. It's video. It's. It's just. 
lower end video. <laughs> you know, she's got a nice phone. And <laughs> and she also has 27,000 views. So there you go. Um, Ricky Gervais, that's the guy I was thinking about. And they were they were talking about it on like Twitter, Mac Breaks at some point. And they're talking about how inane it is. So I don't know. Guys, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, so, hey, real quick, some shout outs. Uh, first of all, check out Awesome Chat this week. With our, we'll talk with our friends from AE Dreams, a uh, Alpha Lab Gear graduate. Uh, and, and they have the uh, interesting turtle mail that I think we might have mentioned here uh, before. They had a Kickstarter, and, and they're going to be uh, actually putting that thing out in the spring. And we talk with them about that in the process and startupiness in Pittsburgh. Also, TEDxX Speakers is an event coming up. As the information is loading, it's on the showclicks.com. It's coming up here 12 days away on whatever 12 days away from now is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But John Fetterman, former mayor of uh, Braddock, Ian Rosenberger of uh, Team Tassie and Thread. Thread's a really cool thing. And Michelle King of the Learning Instigator, all all people that have been at TEDx Pittsburgh or TEDx Grandview Ave. Um, are going to be uh, at this uh, speaker event. Go check it out. Showclicks.com. TEDx Pittsburgh. X speakers. X speakers. There you go. Um, a cool event coming on here in town. And I think that's everything I'm aware of coming up here. Uh, Bill Kill Pittsburgh, I think, is this week as well. That's a random shout out. Go look them up if you want to go hang with some builders. And uh, anything, you guys got anything coming up? Any any announcements or anything? Two days in two days, Xbox One will get its major update to go to Windows 10, and Windows 10 will hit threshold two for your hey for you Halo fans. You you realize that's a a major thing in Halo. That's also <laughs> the name of their upgrade. Right. Um, so we'll hit we'll hit next threshold. Um, like I said, I'm bummed because actually tomorrow is a holiday. Um, and I'm off, so of course Microsoft made it the following day when I'm back at work and can't play with all the toys around the house. So um, you keep an eye out for the, the big Microsoft updates. There you go. Um, Katie, uh, anything anything coming up in your world other than you're, you're, you're hanging out in some cool places this weekend? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll be around. I'll update you on my travels. I did just see on Twitter that Netflix is down for some users. No! Just a heads up. Yeah. Where am I going to watch my issue. Kimmy Schmidt? No! Mm-hmm. They kid, the, the kids the kids can't pull the Netflix and chill. Oh no! Nope. What? Wait, no, what? no Netflix and chill. Oh, so no. that's 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 another conversation for another day. Is that is that <laughs> another one where you teach at... you about new things? Oh, that, that yeah, that's a that's a you, you need to be hip to the terminology. Yep. We have to have another day in front of the green screen, don't we? Very <laughs> yep. soon. Okay, we'll have <laughs> to let's 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 get that lined up here because I know Sawtooth needs uh, some time in the studio as well. Very soon as well. <laughs> We got we got we got to film the Sawtooth Willie uh, Christmas special very soon. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> something very interesting happening in the chat room. Um, but on that note, hey, uh, live.sorgatronmedia.com. You can join us every Tuesday around 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Follow AwesomeCast on the Twitter, Facebook, and Google+, and the Facebook group. Email your thoughts and stories that you're interested in to AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com. Or, hey, you know, on Twitter, I get a, lot of, a lot of times I end up talking with stuff that uh, you guys are sending over on Twitter. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Doug and, and, and Matt and, 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 uh, and, and everybody else uh, sharing throughout the week. And I really appreciate that. It gives us a little more of a variety going on here, not just the stuff that's on my feed and everything like that. And uh, also, please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold for free. Um, if you're paying for this podcast, unless you're a Patreon, 
then we need to have a discussion because somebody's doing something bad. Jilla? Did you see Google's ter- terms of service for for podcasts? No, what about it? But something about they're it. allowed to put they're they're permitted if you submit to their new podcast thing, they're permitted to put they're permitted to append, not prepend, but append um, advertising to the to the tail end of your podcast. So watch out for that if you're so if you start posting up there to me. I don't, I don't know. So <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not concerned about that because Stitch has been doing that this whole time. Okay. They've been pointing out at I the just, beginning. I just found it interesting. Hey, that did you know? Did you know white papers don't have to be boring? They don't. And if you listen to us on Stitcher, you know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> you used to hear the same ad for about a month at a time for in front of every podcast. But anyways, thanks to Missy for doing show Hi, notes. Missy and tweets and letting me know when I need to look at the tweets or the chat room for the show. She's been managing the community all night long and uh, and, and, and writing up what the heck we talked about so I don't have to figure it out at 3 in the morning. So that is a big help. At Rebellious Flaw, if you want to go poke her on the tweets. Thank you, everybody. At K Dutters on the Twitter. Bye, guys. And cats. <laughs> and cats. And cats. At Shilla on the Twitters. John Chill on the Facebooks. And go. follow me on Instagram. At, uh, I think it's Chilla579 on the Instagrams. You think it is. All of us are on the Instagrams. Look for all of us on the Instagrams. My Instagram is broke. I probably need to reset my phone again. Um, I'm at Sorgatron on anywhere that's worth being at, basically. <laughs> Just, jeez, uh, ICQ? Oh, maybe not that. Uh, thank you to our awesome chat room. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome cat. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.